Good morning. Welcome back to Me After Work, our, our podcast, You Don't Know What You Don't Know Until You Know. And this morning we have Julie Jones um, talking about stress and when it calls to stop and take notice. Now, stress is a big one for, I think, everyone that you speak to uses the word stress in their daily life. So just a bit about Julie. Uh, she is a productivity ninja at Think Productive. Um, she's also the chief seed at Seed Strategy and Innovation. And just a bit of a background, I used to work with Julie when we were at uh, Sarah Lee, probably about 15 years ago now. Okay. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Um, let's just ask some questions around stress, because mm -hmm. everyone has a different interpretation, but what is stress to you? Okay, stress to me is, uh, I guess, when you get so caught up in what you're doing that you don't notice what's happening to your body and the people around you and the impact it has on you in general in, in business mm. um, it's something that most of us get so caught up in that we don't even realize we're stressed I know that when I was at places like Sarah Lee or before my career in Mars you know you get to the end of the day and you'd realize that you were so busy you hadn't had time to pee you mm. know that was my measure on how busy my days were and during that time you get so overwhelmed with things that you don't realize that you have this building level of stress in your body and if we think about the biology of it I, I'm not a doctor but I have a biology degree, I have an interest in biology, so a lot of this stuff has really interested me on a personal level. Um, when you look at the physiology of things, our bodies are designed, when we get under stress, um, we produce adrenaline and we produce cortisol in our bodies. And adrenaline is meant to help us activate our muscles and move fast. So if you think caveman days, you go back to that old analogy, you know, run away or fight, the fight-flight response, yeah. is kind of what our bodies are designed to do. And the adrenaline and cortisol are there to help you do that. So they're produced by the hypothalamus at the base of the brain. And it, on a good day, if you had to run away from something scary, um, the adrenaline gets burnt up in your body and you get rid of it. Um, on a bad day, if that actually doesn't eventuate, if that whatever that thing is that's stressing you doesn't happen, and this is in modern day life too, then that adrenaline doesn't get burnt off out of your system very quickly and nor does the cortisol. And those chemicals staying in your body can cause a lot of issues. So if you don't actually get rid of them, they can actually create uh, things like... Um, How do you get rid of them? So by actually, usually we would run or oh, we would fight. So, so we would actually physical. burn off those chemicals through our use of that particular energy source. So it's basically they're designed to actually create a flow of energy into your system so that you can activate your muscles and you can run away or you can fight or you can um, actually do something with that particular burst of stress that you're experiencing at the time. In our modern day life, the issue is that we don't burn off those things often. And now we talk about fight, flight or freeze. And, and unfortunately, freeze is often what we go into in business. You know, I can't be seen to be antagonistic. I can't argue back if there's a situation that I'm not comfortable with. And I can't walk away often. Mm. Often I have to sit there and I have to pretend I'm very professional and I have to deal with the stress that's hitting me. You know, that could be a customer relationship or something that's happening at work. And all of that means that this adrenaline and cortisol is building up in your body. So short-term stress is good for us. It actually helps us to get through particular experiences. And there can be positive stress too. So good things can happen. We can be stressed about going on a holiday, but it's leading to a great event. So we kind of cope with that. 
But in everyday life now, if we're actually experiencing stress on a, on a regular basis, and it's constant stress, for, for many different reasons we experience that throughout our lives, the build-up of adrenaline and cortisone in our body can become really bad for our bodies. So a lot of people experience things like, you know, oh, I've got a really upset tummy. And what we don't realise is that when the adrenaline response happens, it actually shuts down our digestive system. Because all your blood flow is going to go to those muscles and things that we need to move us. So it really does become a big, big issue. If you heard of things like adrenal fatigue. Yeah. So that's quite new science, I guess, and people are still working through what adrenal fatigue means. But basically, these build-ups of adrenaline and cortisol in our bodies create issues. And the other things it can do, it can cause things like a reduction in your immune system, which is the big one that I've hooked into because of my own personal um, uh, medical issues that I've experienced over the last few years. And were they, did they come about from stress, do you think? I believe it's from stress. Now, okay. you'll see there's some science now starting to link stress with lots of other issues. And for me personally, um, I, I'm a strong believer that my cancer last year was caused through stress. So I was going a million miles an hour for so many years um, and it really ignoring the, the, the clues in my body that my immune system was depressed, um, that I really wasn't taking good care of myself, wasn't taking any time out to be mindful or time to actually balance off the stress that we were experiencing at work. Um, yeah, and I got sick and that was a really big wake up call for me. There, there's a number of situations that I think I saw in my own life where um, I, I went through illness about nine years ago um, and ignored that, went straight back to work after I'd been ill and had some surgery. Um, I then went through a separation, a divorce, um, very difficult work situations with things like redundancies, um, starting my own business. So there were all these kind of things. I think for me, I was under stress for a very long period of time and that became chronic stress, um, which then became very a big factor in terms of my health so last year was a big wake-up call for me I was actually I had my own business running for a while and then one of my clients asked me to be their general manager so I'd stepped into a new role in a new business um, but it was it was probably the highest stress role I've ever been in okay um, and that was that was a really big wake-up call for me to go at what stage did you realize that you're in a high stress environment like um, for yourself yeah it, it had been because we all think like you know we're gonna yeah. work it out and we've got it under control but yeah it takes yeah. a lot of you know a lot of realization to realize that maybe it does. this is not right yeah. and I think we often just keep putting up with stuff you know we think of ourselves as we're the breadwinner we're the, the mum we've got to look after the kids we've got to keep the mortgage going you know we, we kind of just ourselves in a place where we just go I can't change I have to stay the same and I have to just keep doing this and just putting up with it um, and I think that the thing that really changed things for me was um, Matt from Productivity Ninja came and actually presented to our business he came and ran a workshop for the team and it was a real big eye-opener for all of us that one particular exercise we did which was around okay what are you worrying about write a list of all the things that are in your head get it all out do a big brain dump and as a team, we started to write all these things down and it was really clear that all of us were stressed about particular elements of our business. So one just example was that we were all worried about a particular um, system, an internal computer system, which ran most of our marketing because we were a marketing company. And that system was not reliable. We couldn't trust it. And it created so much stress for everybody. And by identifying that, we were able to then start working on, okay, so what action plans can we put into place? How can we fix this to release stress?
So you were in that role at that time and then you got sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I did lots of research. I did lots of reading and lots of understanding about what causes cancer. Um, I, I was diagnosed with cancer in uh, May last year. At that point, I was you know, being told I'm going to have to have chemotherapy, I'm going to have to have radiotherapy. You know, this is serious stuff. I'm now going to put my body through all of this huge trauma. Um, and it made me go back to the ninja stuff and actually go back and check, sense check what was happening for me in terms of the stress, what was happening for me in terms of my every kind of everyday experiences. And I realised that all the clues were there for me. So I really saw that um, I could tell when I was stressed. I could tell when my body was, I was shallow breathing, I wasn't concentrating properly, I was blinking more often, um, I could feel tension in my shoulders, I could feel tension throughout my body. You know, I could really feel it, and yet I wouldn't identify that as stress. I wouldn't identify and say, okay, now I have to do something different. Why the unwillingness, and this could be a general question as well, not just yeah. for you, to accept that maybe it, it is stress-related, that I am stressed? Now, culture, our society, people are reluctant to say it's stress because then it's that whole, well, I'm, I'm not coping. People will see I'm not coping, I'm not doing well, therefore I can't be doing well in my job. Mm. People are going to actually think I'm not doing great. And certainly I think, you know, depression and anxiety, we've seen massive increases in our society across the board in those two conditions. And again, mental, mental health issues have a very negative connotation. People aren't, aren't very often willing to mention that they have concerns, that they're feeling anxious, that they're feeling depressed. So I think that there needs to be a cultural shift in that, I think, for people to actually feel it's okay to identify those things. Mm. But I think doing things like this and raising awareness of the fact that if we actually understand what stress is in our bodies and we can feel it and be mindful about it, then we can start to change things and we can actually go, you know what, I can't keep feeling this way. I don't want to keep feeling this way. I need to change things. Because it's all good to say, you know, I'm stressed for a week and then I'll go and have a good weekend. I'll go have, you know, go out with the boys or whatever or the girls and go and get drunk and have some stress release time. But we don't see the longer term implications of that behaviour. And I think that it, it does limit our productivity so much. So if we actually can create the right environment to be productive and not stressed, then everything improves. And for employers, this stuff means that you actually make a lot more money. Mm. So if you have employees that are happy, relaxed, motivated, excited about coming to work every day, rather than just going, 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 going. I like to think, I've, I've been looking back over this and asking lots of questions of myself. Um, my first encounter, which I mentioned when I got sick, which was about nine years ago, I actually had a brain tumour, completely unrelated to my cancer this time around. That was a huge wake-up call for me and I did, I did get a new zest for life at that point but I just tried to do more and more and more. I didn't really take on board the lesson of changing things. So I've always been in you know, pretty high profile marketing roles with big companies where you know, you're doing a lot of hours, 60, 70 hours a week, you're doing a lot of travel, you're doing international travel often as well, trying to manage kids, home life, you know, that balance of work, work and life and really real life wasn't there for me even then um, and that was I think I've always been that kind of A-type personality always trying to drive to succeed and, and do great things um, but you think you can do it all and you get to the point where you just go you know what all is not actually making me happy so for me it was a journey I think for you know nine years ago was a wake-up call didn't take that one on board went straight back to doing what I was doing um, about four years ago when I was made redundant after um, <coughs> was bought by McCain Foods um, 
didn't want to move to Melbourne with the head office, so mm-hmm. I, I decided to take my own path. And that was a great opportunity to do things differently, and I got a glimpse of what it could be like to actually do better, and then got sucked straight back into um, being this general manager, because that was great, high-profile role, regular income, got sucked back into it again, and just started to really just do the same old stuff again. So I think our patterns and our behaviour around what drives us is, is, is a big Big pitfall. Like what mechanisms yeah, so, do you have in place now? Yeah, so the big shift for me, I know now that if I don't take care of myself now, then there's a, a very good chance that I will get sick again. Okay, tell us how you take care of yourself. So I do a range of different things, um, and I'm not always perfect at this, but certainly I'm trying very hard to make sure that I do these things on a regular basis. In my work life, I do use a lot of the Productivity Ninja techniques, so I'm planning really, really well now. So I'm making sure I know exactly what my week ahead looks like. I'm making sure I know every day what my top priorities are. They're the ones I'm going to focus on. Um, I'm making sure I've got time during that day to actually have breaks because it's really important that we actually regularly think about what is it during this day that I'm going to achieve that's going to make me feel good? Mm. And what is it about this day, if it's going to be <coughs> it's okay, a big stressful day, um, what can I do to make some break points happen during the day? So simple little things like on my mobile phone, I have an alert twice a day, 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, which just says mindfulness check-in. That's all it says. And it just gets me thinking about, okay, where am I at right now? How's my body feeling? How am I breathing? Am I breathing nice and easily? Am I shallow breathing? Can I feel stress in my body? Can I feel tension? What is it about my day today that's made me feel good? What's worrying me? What's not going so well? So those little mindful moments are really important to just check in with yourself and go, okay, this is all good today. Or you know what? I'm not doing so well. I need to break this and I'm gonna go for a walk or I'm gonna just step away from my desk. I'm gonna get up and have a bit of a shake. I'm going to go check you in the last 12 months, just in that alone, what has it taught you? Wow, big questions and big answers, I guess. I mean, it's it's just the true value of life. I mean, it really is about... And what is that? That we're here to really experience life and make a difference for others. So for me, I found my purpose, which is, that's really big, um, to actually be able to help others understand that life is worth more than just working until we die and that's what most of us are doing we're on this little treadmill we just keep going around and around thinking life's going to just be all of that but for me it's challenged me to really do what I love so I got back into my scuba diving in a big way so I'm diving a lot at the moment and I'm traveling a lot with my diving and I'm spending more time with my family with my kids and really making that more meaningful time Um, how would you describe your life now versus maybe three years ago it's out of sight different. So yeah, I think three years ago I was still in the zone of just making ends meet, just getting through, you know, just getting through each day um, and getting to bed exhausted at the end of the day and still not actually feeling better. Now I'm, you know, I'm walking at the beach most mornings with the dog. I make sure I'm doing a little bit of yoga or stretching at home. Um, and it only needs to be five minutes. You know, we sometimes think, I can't fit that in. Well, you can, you can just do a little bit. And every little tiny thing that you do, if you do it on a regular basis, it just helps you to feel more connected to yourself and to others. You know, taking time out to even just keep connected with friends is so important. One of the big things I find with, if, I, if I'm doing a productivity workshop with you know, big groups of people, I'll say to them, you know, have you got a list of all the things you've got to do this week? Yep, yep, most of them have a list. 
do you have anything on that list that's for you, that's actually something that you love to do? And maybe out of a group of 100 people, you might get one or two that will put their hands up. Wow. That's really telling, really, really telling. Mm. We don't often plan for the good stuff. We plan to do the work stuff and get all the stuff we have to do done, but we don't make time for the things that we love. So I challenge everybody, that's one of my big things, is every time I say, okay, write, write down something on your list before you leave this workshop today, write down something that you're going to do for yourself this week that you love, and go do it. So what you thought was stressful, do you still think that now? Because sometimes when you shift, yeah. you actually have a different perspective and your awareness is obviously in a different, is, is, has yeah. changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think yes and no, I would say. I would say that I look, I've looked back at the previous workplace that I was in before I, le I left. I finished, I had my surgery and went back and realised just before I was about to start radiation therapy that I couldn't do this anymore. It was so stressful. Like it was even more stressful when I'd gone back after surgery. Oh wow! Yeah, and how I, long after did you go back after surgery? Uh, about four weeks, three to four weeks after I went back part time. Um, which again, I was probably pushing myself. I got to go back. Got just to go back. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a bit, because <laughs> it was pretty major surgery too. Um, and yeah, I realised I just couldn't do that anymore, and that's when I ended up just going, "No, I'm out of here." Um, and it was good because I had time then to actually go through my, the rest of my recovery really well. But I did look back and go, if I was still in that situation, it would still be as stressful. Yes. So it's not just um, awareness of yourself, you know, you have the 10 and 2 o'clock check-ins, but yeah. awareness of your environment. Absolutely, yeah. And I think sometimes we have to get to the point where, and this is pretty radical, you know, we, I don't advocate everybody says, you know, are you in a stressful environment, go quit your job and do something different. It's great if you can do that, if you're not happy, if you really don't feel that that's an environment that can support you. But there are other options. So, you know, doing other things within your day or actually doing things like productivity workshops, doing things that help your team. So bring in people that can help you figure it out. Say to the people that I'm, I'm all or nothing, I'm intense, I go 200% if I'm going to do, do something. What's your? Because I know a couple of people like that. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I think I was that I like person that myself. Yeah. Um, what, what's your response to to that? Because people think yeah. that they need stress to operate. It, that's a really difficult one because I think people don't see where they're at in their lives. Some people might love it. They might be achieving great things in their business life and their personal life. But what you often see is there is no balance. So they might be full on, you know, creating a business or running a business or just being participant in a business, but that's all they do. They have no life outside of that. And for a period of time, that might be what makes them happy. They may find though that they'll get to a place where they realize that that's all they've done, you know. And when we go to our graves, do we want to be just seen as, gee, that guy worked hard. Is that it? Is that all life was about? You know, and for me personally, I think I've discovered that life is so much more than that. I want to contribute to the world in a much bigger way than just working in a nine to five, being stressed. So, you know, do you do it because you feel you have to, to support your family, support your kids, that kind of stuff, to grow a business, to make money? Why do you do it? So if you ask the why questions, often, often you'll get to the place of, you know what, I'm doing it right now just because I feel I have to then maybe there's another way. Maybe you can change that thinking and you can actually get more balance back and you can enjoy what you're doing rather than just feeling that you're locked into it. What, what if people don't know why they're doing it? Yeah, 
it's a good good place to start some self-discovery yeah. and actually spend time digging yeah sometimes we're running so fast we just don't have the time to stop and go oh there's trees over there yes <laughs> i was just thinking actually one came, one guy came to mind who i, I catch up with a lot because he's a friend as well i went into their business to run an inbox to zero course um, because they were saying they were overwhelmed they got so many emails in their system this guy was the, is the ceo of the company and he has over 30,000 emails in his inbox and believes that he has to answer every single one individually. And he, he answers them within a few hours of them arriving in his inbox. The boundaries that he set for himself make life so hard. Mm. He doesn't have to operate in that way. And he just, he's, he's changed quite a bit of his perspective in doing some of the programs that we run. He's got quite excited about the fact that now he can just dump a whole heap of emails that he's not actually got time to look at and he's never going to get time to look at and just focus on the ones that are important. So you know, as we get older, we start to realise that there's more to life than just the nine to five. I think in different stages of our careers, we've probably got a different perspective. Um, but I've been working with a young guy recently, he's only, I think he's 22, he's an assistant marketing manager, doing some coaching with him. And, and I guess what I'm learning is that a lot of people don't realise how much stress impacts them right through their life from when they're very young. You think about getting to HSC years at school, getting into uni and studying that kind of area. We, we have to realise that there are ways to do things better and more easily than just thinking we have to struggle the whole time. So I wonder where we, um, we're busy and stressed and this is the way to live our life. Mm. Starting from yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. It is, it? isn't it? Yeah, I've been pondering that a little. If you think about, uh, if you look back to the sort of the nineteen post-war years, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, where women started to move out of the kitchen um, and into business. For women, particularly, I think it was a big shift. Um, you know, we got appliances in the home, like washing machines, for the first time. So we didn't have to stand and wash, have a washing day. You know, and it generally was women that did all of this work. And as we've migrated into the workforce, I think we've also had that pressure of we have to do everything. So we now can be the super mum, we can be the superwoman at work. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do those mm -hmm. things. Um, and likewise, the guys, you know, they've been the breadwinners. They've been the, the people that have to be out there driving industry and working so hard. And we've shifted away from doing a lot of manual labour to very much more the information type work. And you think about, even I remember when I first started in business, you know, which is you know, quite a while ago now, people had secretaries to do a lot of the typing or the correspondence or setting up meetings. In most businesses these days, it's only probably the CEOs that actually have an EA. It, do you think yeah. technology is going to make us smarter? I think we already are. I think that the amount of information that we get across our desks every day... Probably smarter in the sense of how we manage our day. Technology can help. I think it can also overwhelm, though. So I think it, it's, it's a, that's a bit of a catch-22. There are loads of great productivity apps out there. There are loads of mindfulness apps that can help. As a culture, we are slightly obsessed about productivity and it can mm. work for or against you, especially mm. if you don't have kind of... Um, the tools in place, for example. Absolutely. But yeah. What are your thoughts on there being action in 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 inaction? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of being mindful as well. I think uh, if you you know that resting, we call it resting, is investing. It's quite corny, but if you don't take time out, if people aren't sleeping well, we know that about I think thirty to forty percent of the population don't sleep well. 
If you don't sleep well, you don't have rest moments during the day, that inactivity, that time for the brain to rest, we're not productive. So we get really focused on, you know, do, going, 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 doing stuff all the time. It doesn't work. Our bodies need to rest. They need that inactivity to actually recharge and refuel. And that's biology as much as just mm. mindfulness. We can be productive mm. for eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day. Okay. Everybody's different. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Great. And the most important thing to think about is we all know ourselves pretty well. If we take the time to sit back and think about it, some people are morning people, some people are afternoon people, some people are night people. And if you think about when you were studying at uni, maybe, you know, when did you find the most productive times for you to actually do all that kind of swatting stuff? So if we work when we're productive, if we actually give ourselves a break when we're not feeling great, then that works to our advantage. If we schedule the right things at the right time of the day, so make sure that, you know, when you've got the, the, the thinking work to do, schedule that in the time when you know you're going to be at your top game. And you, when you're not going to be at your top game, do things like make phone calls or arrange meetings or do other things. Now, um, I've got one last question. <laughs> What's aspirational for you now where you are in your life and you're doing these productivity workshops and mm. um, you've had a, some serious shifting around how you manage stress and, and, yeah. and having more balanced life and, and more fulfilment? Mm. So just really taking opportunities as they arise. Um, think productive and, and teaching productivity has become a real passion, so I'm hoping that that business is going to grow for me. So aspirationally, I want to be on the stage talking to hundreds, thousands of people and helping them to really cope with stress. That would be a really amazing thing to be able to do. That feels like a purpose for me. That's really um, helping others, which is awesome. Um, one of my other goals, though, is to, to maybe work four days a week, dive three, so spending a lot more time out in the water, and hopefully down the track I might even make a, a living out of doing that. So, yeah, and inspiring people to, to love diving and actually love the, the feeling that you get from diving. So, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Do you think actually not using the word stress in your life could help? Do you think stress um, perpetuates stress? I think it's a, it can be a bit of a throwaway line. As you said, everybody, you know, lots of people talk about stress all the time. I think people need to realise what stress is, though. So getting back to that physiology stuff that we started talking about, if you don't understand what you mean by stress, I think that you overlook what it does to you physically. And if you know what it does to you physically, if you know the impacts and the reasons that you have to avoid it, then you'll actually start taking notice of it more seriously because it can be just so throwaway. So I think, yeah, I think maybe we do use it a bit too often, but I think if we used it in the right context, then we would actually take it a bit more seriously. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shirley. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs>